0: Oh, welcome to Live from Lockdown. You have Zach and Dom keeping you company in the time of the coronavirus. I'm back on my couch. Dom's in his room and bouncing off the walls, Dom, fresh <laughs> off an announcement. The yeah. AFL Grand Final is coming to sunny Queensland. Well, this is... I mean, I would say this is all of my
1: dreams come true, but I'd Christmas never even... Has
0: come early. I'd never even dreamed that this could
1: happen. I mean, this has been an outpost for AFL. For our international um, listeners, I don't know if we've explained this in much depth before, but Australia basically has two major football codes, rugby... Uh, rugby league and, and then like Aussie rules. It's a game you won't really understand at all. But AFL is basically mostly out of Victoria, WA, South Australia. The whole competition's moved up here uh, in the midst of COVID. They're all in hubs in Southeast Queensland. And now they're moving the grand final here, October 24th. I cannot wait. And I've already been sending emails regret how I get a ticket to this thing.
0: Now, do you count it mm. as a real grand final? Oh, I because uh, I, okay. I would have thought that being seconds. going to the MCG, yeah, going to the Melbourne Cricket Ground, yeah. for the grand final, because I know that you're a person of tradition. I am. Mm. I would have thought that would be a part of it.
1: Yeah, it's taking you sixty seconds to try to take this away from me. <laughs> That's I'm all. I'm asking. All asking I'm just
0: asking because I know. Yeah. Like it, I know that rituals around football yeah. are important to you. They are.
1: Look, I, and I would love to go to a grand final in Melbourne one day. That is something I'd love to do. But this is the first time for context in 150 years of this sport that the Grand Finals ever been played out of Melbourne. And, uh, you know, to have it in Brisbane as a one-off, to have it at the Gabba, my second home almost. Um, look, it's it's. I think it's going to be the sort of thing, because I don't think I've got enough of these. You want something to tell your grandkids about. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes in life, Do you, you want to collect living things. Living through
0: a pandemic... Yeah, he's going to trump wow. uh, the <laughs> AFL grand final being well, at the Gabba. Yeah,
1: but everyone's going to live through the pandemic, right? So every every kid at the school is going to have grandparents to live through the pandemic. My point is my grandkid might be the only one who has a parent or a grandparent who went to the only ever Brisbane grand final. And That's won't they cool. be
0: cool because of that? <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. teachers will be like marking the role and they'll mm. be like, um, uh, Stephen Faye. Hang on, Faye?
1: <laughs> Shut up. Did
0: no. your granddad go to the only grand final <laughs> that's ever been played in Brisbane?
1: I think I will go along for show and tell for my grandkid. I'll go to, the, I'll go to their show and tell. Tell them about the
0: day. Don't about the, the kids day. put up their hand. What did you have from the canteen? Oh, no. Well, I had a sausage roll and... I went back for some more hot chips actually after the first ones because I thought, why not? Treat yourself now, there once re- in a lifetime. The I've reason
1: been- that Z- you can hear Zach's cynicism, he supports the other major code, Rugby League, and Rugby League, despite being the biggest sport in Queensland, has never held a grand final here. My sport has come in out of nowhere and trumped Rugby League. And I can, I've heard the Rugby League journalists talking this week saying the AFL's launching a bit of a raid on Queensland and are going to try to take over as the number one sport. And I think your jokes are you feeling threatened.
0: Well this the difference is the biggest place for rugby league is New South Wales and you can play games there yeah, whereas the biggest place for AFL is Victoria and you can't play games there so they had to look for somewhere new. Yeah. They, they, I don't think there has been ever there's never Oh yeah I went to a Queensland Grand Final during Super League in oh, 1997.
1: When the, when the that was when the rugby league competition basically split in two because no one yeah. could decide how they wanted to run their competition. And there were two competitions running at the same time.
0: Now, I was probably like six years old, I think. Seven, yeah, sure. six or seven. Uh, so, I do remember that uh, fondly. Uh, I am looking forward to going to my grandchild's uh, show <laughs> and tell and telling them about the 97 grand final <laughs> at ANZ Stadium. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have noticed that there has been a bit of a narrative of like, because all the Queensland teams are going poorly in the uh, NRL, mm. the league I follow. And I've said to you before Dom, and I feel like I need to say it again. Yeah. I am not bothered by how many people enjoy the sport that I enjoy. Yeah. Like people always go, "Oh, I used to work with a guy who would go like, "Hmm, crowds are down 20% on the weekend." Mm. I don't I don't care. That 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 doesn't impact my enjoyment in watching a game yeah. if there were less people in the in the crowd. Why why would I care about that? I don't care about the success of the business.
1: Well, no. I'm just like watching the game. But the success of the business has a direct... Uh, relation to to how much how long you'd be able to support it for if no one supports it they no, won't be able to get good I, players I would be
0: just as happy I would honestly be just as happy mm. to support they stream the local one on, on Facebook <laughs> okay. now I've seen sure. the the football club 200 metres away if it came down to that I'd follow that team yeah okay and I'd watch them play on Facebook I'd be fine with that I'd go down <laughs> actually in a lot of ways I think <laughs> if I followed that local sport and I yeah. went down to the game every Friday night or whatever it is mm. At the local ground I think that would be more enjoyable yeah. You'd get to know the players they, yeah. they would be You know There's a bit more of a um, There's a bit more spirit in it Because they're not professionals They're coming from their day jobs And then they're playing at night I mm. think that would be cool
1: Well uh, you might have to get used to that Because the uh, professional competition you support Might be on the, the down yeah, well, low The now.
0: Broncos have been playing like that this year So <laughs> <laughs> but Maybe look I, a step ahead of me.
1: I wanted to ask you because there's all this talk now. This is on the press conferences where they announced at the AFL Grand Final is coming to Brisbane. There was all this talk about how do you theme it as a uniquely Brisbane event? Because they don't want to transplant a Melbourne event put it in Brisbane. I know they're already talking about having Powderfinger, iconic Australian Brisbane band Reform to play.
0: Now, uh, it is interesting. I was thinking during this conversation I was thinking how many minutes has this been? It's mm. been uh, 6 minutes. Mm. And I thought, okay, that's probably enough of the sport chat Because I know we don't really talk about sport a lot And maybe that's turning a few people off Uh, So that was my instinct To move away from it Your instinct was to make it even more niche (laughs) No By (laughs) going into Brisbane-related content
1: (laughs) Well, I'm just thinking People who've listened to us over recent years Would have picked up a few things from the area we live Like the South Bank Beach Which we've spoken about before Could you have the Grand Final Parade Through the South Bank Beach? Something along yeah, those certainly. lines. Maybe, uh, pre- I was going to say pre-game entertainment. If Powderfinger pull out, we know James Blundell. He's in Stanthorpe. He's in Queensland. He could come and perform. from the-,
0: the Gimpy Muster. The Gimpy
1: Muster and the Big Mac ad. He could come and perform the Big Mac ad live. I mean, that, that's had a showcase. Be, uh,
0: rebranded this year to the Gympie Cluster. <laughs> 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 the only COVID-related.
1: Yeah. Did, had you, have you used that joke before? Or is that right now?
0: Uh, that's right now, baby. There's <laughs> a freshie.
1: I couldn't tell because you deliver it with such assuredness, like it was one that you'd used before. That was really good. Yep. Um, the other thing, I, unlike <laughs> yeah.
0: you, I haven't tried out a lot of the lines at the dinner table.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's the only. No other
0: human had heard that line before. I haven't yeah. got confirmation from Richard Fey. Yeah, okay
1: Well, it's I mean, Do you have any in the canon? No Ready to fire? Not, not like, at you, the moment
0: Because last night, you that was probably You're thinking, oh, I know we're going to be recording the podcast tomorrow yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. just run a few of these ideas by Richard Because mm. you came out pretty quick with the parade through South Bank yeah. And James Blundell So I think that was prepared I'm not sure whether you
1: Well, I have one more, but I don't feel confident <laughs> enough to say it <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was it? No,
1: nah, it doesn't matter I think we move on past it It was to do with Stefan the hairdresser Who's a Brisbane Yeah, icon. I was thinking of Stefan <laughs> yeah, as well
0: Yeah And it he w- could do yeah. like uh, He could just do like an introduction mm. You know how sometimes like a famous person will come out and say I declare the AFL grand final on or whatever. Well, whatever. I thought I he know. could do the coin toss you know? Yeah, that's what I mean That's what I was thinking He of. could do
1: the coin toss And if they don't like the coin toss He'll give them their money back <laughs>
0: There we go. That's pretty good. <laughs> that should have been included in the first round.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. No, yeah. it's a fair goal. I didn't know if that was quite a top tier one or if that was a bit lower tier. But uh, but yeah, look, we'll, we'll park the conversation there for now. There is the one contingency. Apparently, if COVID goes bad in Queensland again, they're going to move it to Adelaide. So, mm-hmm. it's like seven weeks so, of anxious waiting.
0: What? Uh, will you get a ticket? How's it going to work? Um, because, well, here's the thing. The people from Victoria can't come up, so it has to be Queenslanders, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. Oh, but depending on the club. Yes. Is that right? Depending on who makes it into the grand final, those supporters get first dibs.
1: They haven't quite released all the allocations yet, but normally, like, Half of the crowd or a bit less than half of the crowd oh. Is made up of members from those two I've just
0: realised too, it'll be a socially distanced crowd So how many people will be, like 20,000 or something? 30,000 they announced today They can have 30,000 in Tickets will be about
1: near capacity? 40,000, 42 I think is their capacity So yeah, it's a bit of a high crowd Jeez
0: but <laughs> oh, How are they going to be socially distancing there?
1: I don't know that yet But I'll leave that to them They think they can do it um, I, okay. I have heard that they're going to be charging about 400 bucks a ticket So... Um, I'm hopeful that being in Queensland, there won't be too many other people, like in Victoria, for example, where it's really hard to get a ticket. I'm hopeful that I'll be able to find a way in one way or another. Um, otherwise, I've got a plan. I think I mentioned this to you before, but the Gabba Sports Stadium has an apartment block next to it. And I'm thinking if I hire out one of the top apartments, it looks right down into the Gabba and it'll be just like I'm there.
0: Oh, you should get onto those people now and start reserving some.
1: Yeah, that's true. As a backup.
0: In fact, you probably should have done it before they announced it. Yeah, that's a good because point. Because the price would have just skyrocketed now.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's it true. would have
0: been like insider trading. Because I imagine just, you know, if they didn't if they didn't follow AFL, they'd be like, why does this person want to <laughs> hire it for a random weekend? Well, sure, that... yeah, 100 bucks that's fine. And mm. then they, they're like, oh, no. There is one funny thing that I shouldn't make too public, but I have done some
1: work for the Brisbane Lions over the years. Podcast hosting and things like that, and as a result, I do have a a pass to get into the Gabba, uh you know, yeah. where we record and everything like that. I could just on grand final day not tell anyone and sneak my way through, and that's my I'd that's my last that. ditch. It's my last ditch. I effort. also
0: love that you say uh, I'll keep this on the down low and then reveal it on the largest <laughs> microphone you have at the moment, like the largest <laughs> platform. If you needed to get a message out, the Mm. first thing you should do is this podcast because that's the biggest voice that (laughs) you have Yeah, and that you've just revealed on there. So now it's going to get back to the club. They're going to be looking for you on that day. There's going to be a wanted sign up on the wall (laughs) with just your face. Don't let this guy in.
1: Yeah. No, Look. hopefully I won't have to resort to that anyway. Hopefully I can get tickets, Um, but we'll wait and see. We'll see how it unfolds. But exciting that's, news nonetheless. I mean, on, on a different note for you, Zach, just to move the conversation off sport briefly, I wonder if, because the the news has come out in the past few days that Ed Sheeran's just had a baby um, being born. And I know that you're a bit nervous right now about names being taken. The name he's gone with is Lyra for the first name. The middle names are Antarctica Seaborn um, mm-hmm. Sheeran. Now Filthy. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: just. I wanted yeah. little Annie, yeah, little okay. Antarctica, <laughs> and he's just taking that from right under me. Yeah, it's hard. Is that related? Is that related to the continent, or is it a family name? <laughs> like, Where's Antarctica from? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, the hard thing was, I know, oh, I know, I'm not meant to reveal this, but Zach and I have chatted off the podcast, and he's told me he was planning on Flubber Antarctica Seaborn Manda. So to have the middle names taken, I mean, it's not <laughs> Flubber. Flubber's still safe. But it must I'm be. I'm gonna heartbreak. have to go
0: the opposite end now. I'm gonna have to go North Pole, Flanbourne. <laughs> flubber North Pole. That works. Antarctic. Arctic.
1: Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, we we can work with that. I guess you're just gonna have to. You're gonna have to go back to the personalization store where they personalize all that fabric for you and all those like containers and get the name changed.
0: Uh, it'd be interesting. I imagine uh, it wouldn't be uncommon to go by Ann mm. or or Any. Yeah For Antarctica And you know That's like a sharp <laughs> left turn When someone goes Oh is that short for anything? Yeah <laughs> Expecting true. Expecting um, You know it's Like a conventional name Yeah Antarctica <laughs> What do you think about I saw this article this morning That yeah. I don't know I guess like Of course Ed Sharon's Probably not going to confirm this mm. But It said Judging by Instagram photos There was a trip to Antarctica About nine months ago Oh, So the inference was maybe that was uh, where the baby was conceived Which is sometimes, you know, that's not the first time
1: um, No, I've heard of that before You know,
0: sometimes people, especially people who have names of locations Yeah It seems to be a little bit of a trend And I think it's based on how nice of a name the location is Yeah, but I Because I've never had a, I've never run into an Ipswich (laughs) A dubbo Baby double.
1: No, and I also think it's a bad idea generally, because when you introduce yourself to people, you don't want the first thing they think about to be where your parents were intimate. That's not yes. the first thing you want. So it's not necessarily you know, if I introduce myself to you and I said, Oh hi Zach, I'm Adelaide Hills or something like that.
0: <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking it's kind of romantic and it's romantic in kind of there's a bit of um like a bit of a, a fantasy style story to like something like Antarctica. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow, that's a very, like a very uh, foreign place. No mm. one even lives there. It's like so beautiful. But if you're broad like that, it's okay. But if you're really specific, it becomes really weird. Yeah. Like if your yes. middle name was Room Two B, <laughs> it'd be like okay, way too much information.
1: Or you named know, after a particular hotel. You've got to, There's a level of information you need to give and not give. I mean, I did know a friend uh, who was called London, and that's because that's where their parents fell in love in London. So I thought that was kind of nice and romantic. That that mm. worked for me. But uh, where you're conceived, that to me is just too much. You don't want to know that information. I couldn't tell you where I was conceived, and I hope I never find out.
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to.
1: <laughs> Although I was born at the end of September, and my parents do have an annual January uh, trip to the Sunshine Coast. So <laughs> I can do Bit some maths. Yeah, Bit of fun there. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: I figured out once that November 14 was nine months after uh, Valentine's Day. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I was telling my mum how you'd hate to have your birthday on November fourteen. And my birthday's on the thirty first of October and my mum did say, Well, you know you came two weeks early And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> we'll stop that conversation there.
1: It's a fun one. If it, and, and for anyone listening right now, just play this game on your own or with some friends or family. Just sit back and think what happened nine months before you were born and where your parents were at that particular That's time. It's a funny
0: thing, though. I mean, I don't know. I guess, like, you could know if you were on a trip to Antarctica mm. and you were there for a while, you'd figure it out. Yeah. But you don't really you don't know in an exact time. No. Maybe they can figure this out. I don't know. That's definitely not my experience. I guess um, you, you, you don't get a date. You, you could don't get a, con- a conception date. If you're trying to have a baby, mm. um, there's a lot of times that it could be. <laughs> <laughs> sure.
1: Well, I guess, I guess what the, some people who might know might be, if that was like a one-off or, you know, they're, there wasn't a lot True. of intimacy between their parents outside of that one time or whatever it might have been if, if there were if there's only one option in the field if there's only one horse in the race it's probably easy to bet on which one's going to win
0: speaking of kids i my wife is pregnant at the moment and i mm. did have to venture across the river this morning Dom. yep Um, which I was petrified of, because obviously (laughs) down your way, there's a lot of clusters, a lot of hot spots. It was pretty clear at my end of town. Yeah, okay. Uh, So it's my first time across the river in quite a while. It seemed to go okay. I was surprised. I thought there might have been more people in masks. Apparently, the place we went, you Mm. didn't need to wear a mask. Most of the medical facilities I've been to lately, you did. Yeah, okay. But this one, apparently, they said that you you didn't. Mm. It is getting to a point now because the baby is almost like full size. It's like a baby. And so I'll let you in on this, uh, the process of pregnancy. Mm -hmm. is like at the start, you have a couple of scans. Yeah, I forget when the latest one is. It's either like 12 weeks or 20 weeks. I think it might be 20 weeks, which is about halfway through. And I think that's conventionally the last one that you have. You can choose to have more or there might be reasons why you need to have one. But like... uh, like on average that's the last of it so the the when you see it you know how you see people share the 3d scans and stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah. it certainly looks like a baby but it doesn't look like what it looks like when it comes out <laughs> sure sure but basically at the moment if we were to look inside my wife's womb mm. it would look like basically it looks like when it comes out and so it is insanely weird insanely weird that there is a full... Because we're around a lot of newborns at the moment. Sure, sure. Because we have two in the family and I hold these newborns and I've been holding them up to my wife's womb. Mm. John, how the hell does that fit in there? <laughs> I don't know.
1: They must <laughs> yeah. be squished so small. Yeah, well, that's the high area of the fetal position, isn't it? It's space efficient.
0: And so, like, the kicks and, and everything are getting really, really intense. Mm. And it's the type of thing that... Everyone accepts, but I'm like, is anyone thinking about this?
1: Mm. That
0: there's a human inside her stomach.
1: Yeah. That is. is insane. It's one of the it's one of those things. There's a whole bunch of these things in life, I think. That we just we begin to accept, oh, that's the normal way of doing things, and so we stop thinking about it. And then when you imagine it again, almost as if you'd never thought of it before, you remember how crazy
0: it actually is. So on that first day that the baby's born, mm. You, you think, surely all day you're thinking, 12 hours ago, yeah, yeah. Th- it was all darkness for you. Yeah, you didn't yeah. know anything. And now look, this is the world. Yeah. Isn't that crazy to think those first couple of days must be insane to think, because I've been on Earth for 30 times 365 mm. days, Yeah, thousands of days. They don't mean that much to me anymore, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But imagine the first time you see a tree. What the hell is that? Yeah,
1: yeah. Do you... I mean, I I know this is going to sound like a weird question, but have you ever... Do you have any memories of being in the womb? Because because I had a friend at school who was adamant they could remember being in the womb.
0: No, I don't think you can. I don't think they could. I think they're making that up. Okay. They were pretty adamant. What would your memory be?
1: Well, they just remember the warmth and the dark.
0: Right. Well, I don't think you can see colours for like a few weeks even yeah. after you come out so sure. like i think it's pretty blurry for a while well i think also uh, and you- so if you see a newborn or they're kind of like um it, it's it's very strange because they can't move mm. it, it's a weird idea that if you put them down they can't go anywhere yeah, like yeah, they can't yeah. even roll over they can't yeah. do anything they can like move their arms and legs up and stuff like that but they it, it they just squirm yeah and it's I find it pretty hard to believe that they could remember anything from that time.
1: Uh, look, I think you're probably right. I think also you don't really know that darkness is dark until you've seen light. Do you know what I'm saying? So, it's kind of... You wouldn't be consciously in the womb thinking... I mean, you wouldn't be consciously in the womb thinking I could end that sentence there, to be honest.
0: Well, here's the thing, though. Like, I'm I, I swing between two extremes. I'm like, isn't it going to be crazy to show my child things for the first time Mm. because they've never seen it before you know you're discovering the world again through a child's eyes as they say Mm. but then the other half of me having some nieces and nephews and seeing some of this is because you haven't seen it before you just accept everything as fact so it's not crazy to you Mm. that the dogs are up to your face head height
1: yeah, yeah, right. because
0: like now if I think if I went down the street and there was a dog that looked me in the eye it mm. would be terrifying because I know that's not as that's not how big dogs are yeah. but to a child they see a dog and they go okay dogs are that big they look in the sky and they see a plane and they go okay planes fly through the sky it's they just accept it and so like I remember my neighbor when we were kids mm. we would have been like 10 or something like that and my neighbor's dad came out and he goes Luke Luke Look up at that, um. look at that aeroplane. Isn't that crazy? Look at it go by. And Luke was like, Dad, I don't care. And he's <laughs> like, oh, okay. I'm still amazed by heavier than uh, air flight, but you don't care about it. But mm. it's because you don't know how amazing it is until oh. you learn how amazing it is.
1: Well, you have to have comparison. You have to have comparison to, to really understand anything, don't you? That's the... One of the like an example
0: was, I was with my nieces the other day, and um, they've been growing uh, tomatoes. Mm. I recommended some plants for them to grow during uh, lockdown. They're like four and two, and um, they're picking the uh, one. They're picking the cherry tomatoes off the bush. The mm. four-year-old and she said I could take this home, and then the two-year-old wanting to join in picked a green one off. Yeah. And she gave it to me. And I said, oh, no, 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 not that one. It's not ready yet. And the four-year-old was so, like, um, distraught. She's
1: like, no, no, no.
0: <laughs> and she puts it back on and she looks at me and she goes, can we glue it back on? Oh, that's... And I'm, that's... Like, and I'm like, it's okay. I'll take it home. It's fine. But you don't, like, she's trying to think of a solution to yeah. something she doesn't understand. And I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> well, I guess you could glue it back on, but it's not going to thrive.
1: It does sound like... My logic as well, though to an extent, I have it does been a little bit. I you never really grew out of that, did you? solve problems in that kind of a way. Can I ask generally because it, your baby is due next month, isn't isn't it?
0: Yeah, a bit right. Weird.
1: So you're going to be a dad next month. How are you? Is that is that kind of speaking of things that are weird to kind of get your head around? Is that sort of a bit surreal? No,
0: the weird thing is thinking of it in a context of your experiences. So mm. if I think I'm myself and Sarah's herself and we live in this house and soon we're going to have a child. Mm. That doesn't freak me out at all. I can look after the child. I'm fine with that. Yeah. If I think of it back on my experiences as a child in the family and mm. how I perceived my parents, yeah, 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 that is a bit of a mind meld. Cause I'm like, I thought they knew everything. I thought like that they, and I'm like, no, they were younger than me. They <laughs> sure. must've been like terrified. And also like the world was a much smaller place. There was much less information. Mm. Um, and so I'm like, they would have known significantly, or well not significantly less, but you know, they were younger than me. Mm. There was less information about the birthing and the uh, and the in the raising of children. Mm. I'm like, it must have been a really. My point is, it's like, did you ever have the experience where you were in the back of your parents' car when you were a kid and you'd fall asleep?
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: And I don't know if you ever drive with your parents now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm like, how the hell did I ever fall asleep back there? Because this is terrifying. It's
1: this idea of safety that everything's going to be okay. They've got it under control. And then yeah. when you're the one who's meant to have it under control, you are well aware of how unpredictable life is. Well, I
0: think it's a bit of a coming of age thing when you realize, and, you know, people do it at different ages. Some people do it quite young. Some people, it takes a while. Mm. But you go, oh, then my parents are just people yes, who, yeah. who don't, you know, didn't really, there was no lessons on how to be parents. They were just doing their best.
1: No, it's that classic thing as well. I remember being in, like, grade five and looking up at the year 12s And thinking, gosh, when you get there, you must have it all together. You know they look so old, but then once you're like, I don't know, ten years out of school as I am this year, and you look back on year twelves, you kind of go, oh no, no, not quite what they looked like from grade five. So your perspective's always shifting in that sense.
0: So so the interesting thing I'm trying to get my mind around is that there's no because your 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 frame of how you look at the world is very much so influenced by your upbringing and yeah. so when you think of the proper way to raise a child like it that's heavily influenced by how you were raised yes because yes. that's your experience you don't have multiple experiences of of growing up you only have one mm. because you only have this linear life that you have we don't simultaneously go down different paths that we're conscious of mm. so we can't compare three different experiences that we had and pick the best one we only have one experience and so like that so heavily influences your outlook on how you look to how you're going to raise your child and so I'm trying to like remove myself from that And just like come at from a less biased position. Sure. And like the way that that manifests is like an idea of like, I was thinking the other day, I have all these ideas of what like family traditions should be, but they're only based on my experiences. But then when you think about family traditions, they're not really based on anything. So I'm like, why can't I say Wednesday nights is a dance party? And we (laughs) do that every Wednesday night. And when my kid gets to school, they're going to be like, yeah, Wednesday nights are dance parties. Does no one else do that? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, and I
0: don't want it to be a negative. I, I'm hoping that Wednesday night dance parties are going to be a pleasant experience for the family. Yeah. But I, th- do, I do understand that it could be tough in the schoolyard <laughs> when they think that that's what everyone else is doing. So yeah. I might break it to them before they get to the schoolyard. That's not what everyone does. But I'm, what I'm saying is like, you can make your own rules. The traditions uh, can be anything.
1: I'm also picturing your kid at, let's say, age 12 or 13, wanting to go and have dinner at a friend's place. And telling you it's a Wednesday night, and your heartbroken face as you you say, But that's dance party night. That's
0: and dance party night. You're going to leave us there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's the a good interesting point, one is uh, eating meat because, mm. you know, we haven't talked to a doctor yet, but uh, I, my assumption is that, uh, my strong assumption and our intention is that they're going to be vegetarian. And, uh, you know, as long as the, uh, the, the doctor's cool with that. Mm. And I was wondering, like, it, their perspective on meat eating is going to be significantly different if they're raised like that. Yeah. Because yeah, they're yeah. going to have to make a choice to opt out of it rather than... Or yeah. opt into meat eating, and so I've, I've, I'm be inter- interested to know how that will go.
1: Well, but I actually think you know, and I say this as a meat eater, that it's actually going to be much. That's going to be relatively easy logic jump, I think, to stay vegetarian because I think we get conditioned into meat eating generally, you know. Because what's your? Well, first... I do
0: think the transition of like a lot of kids around three or four yeah. realize that Peppa Pig is bacon.
1: Totally, and that's what that I mean. won't be.
0: That won't be a challenge for our child.
1: No, no. When you're driving past a farm and the kids kid loves looking at the cows then at some stage they have to realize oh that's what we eat and put that together in their mind whereas if they're raised thinking oh no we don't we don't eat those some people do but that's not what we do i feel like that's actually going to be a much easier logic jump for them you might just have a kid who is incredibly judgmental of their friends who do eat animals
0: it'll be interesting i have a lot of friends so not a lot i have some friends who are vegetarians Mm. i don't have any older friends who have children yeah so if anyone was raised vegetarian, get in touch. Tell me yeah. what it was like. It'd be interesting to
1: know. I I, I want to ask as well, because you've mentioned on the podcast that it was your job to put the baby's room together and that you'd been putting it off and saying you'll get around to it eventually. Have you got mm. around to it yet?
0: No. <laughs> okay, no, still like two months or something. It's heaps of time.
1: Well, yeah, but you've had, you've had what, seven months? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um,
1: if this was the block, if this was the block with Scott Cam, he'd be coming to check up on you. It'd well, be the, like three quarters of the way through the series and he'd check up tough, on you. The
0: tough thing is there's two rooms. I've got to clean out one, move mm. some things from one room to another. So I have started, I did about an hour on one room and it's looking way better. That's good. Um, I'm going to do a little more later. The thing, the amount of stuff you don't need, mm. books, get rid of them. Get rid of books. Like, I think a much better idea yeah. is like people hoard knowledge. I think a much better idea is a library system. But mm. we'll do a library system with your books that you just do yourself. So, you have three books, four books, read them, give them away or sell them or do whatever you want. Get yep. four more books. I've got a shelf of books. and yeah, like sure. The amount of space they take up versus how much you use them. So, you might look at them once every five years. Is that worth taking mm. up? 30 centimetres by 20 centimetres in my house. So I'm getting rid of all the books. They're gone. Have you been um, watching
1: Mari Kondo? Because this sounds very Mari Kondo-esque.
0: No, there's a guy I know in the area who I've been talking to in the uh, community garden. He lives mm-hmm. in a tiny house. Yeah,
1: okay.
0: He yep. built a tiny house. You know, yeah. these like trailer houses? Minimalist. And I think that made me realise, I'm like, oh... There's a lot of stuff here that like for example, we haven't used two of the rooms since we moved in. Yeah. Okay, well sure, it's sure, in the sure. house a little it's big I guess, you know, the idea is it's like a hermit crab, like you get a slightly bigger shell so you grow into it. <laughs> like knowing that you're gonna have children or yes. knowing that you have an intention to have children. Mm. Um but yeah, so most of the things i that's what like there's boxes that haven't been opened in 2 years and i'm like should i just chuck them out i don't even know what's in them but obviously it's not that important if i haven't looked at it in 2 years it's a really interesting point re books as well cuz like you know i i would like to consider myself
1: a reader but i don't read anywhere near enough to call myself a reader i don't think but my point is I, once i read a book i don't think i've ever in my life picked up a book to at least a novel to read it again and yet they just sit there. And they sit there almost as like... It's almost like they're a trophy to your ego. It's like, this is the one that it. I won. I finished that one.
0: You should um, make... I think you have to make the call in the moment. Don't bring it home. That's what I'm trying to do. I mm. bring so much junk home that I don't need. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the One thing I have in front of myself I definitely do need. Mm. Uh, I picked it up this morning. Tell me what you, uh, what you see here.
1: <laughs> oh, you're kidding me. Hang on. This is the Everton... Am I allowed to say the name of the paper? Is that fine?
0: The it echo, yep. It's your local paper, is This
1: is is this the new edition?
0: It's the new edition, September twenty twenty. It must be every two weeks.
1: Zach, you're not uh you're not front cover.
0: We've been bumped. <laughs> yeah,
1: I thought the whole point was you were front cover, of the 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 lo- community garden of the local now, paper. Now I don't
0: know if we were bumped or we were it was just a tactic. Yeah. It might have been sure. a tactic to get us to go do the shoot. Mm. to say that you're going to be on the cover. So what
1: what did you get trumped by there? Is that a local soccer team? Netball. Netball. Okay, you're trumped by the local netball team. And I
0: believe... Mm. Let me... uh, Let's see. Page three, the story is.
1: Page... That's pretty good. That's still good. No, no, no.
0: Sorry. That's the the, the page... That's the... Netball team. Oh, that's the netball team. They look story. like they're about ten years old. Let's yeah. see. <laughs> Let's see how old these kids are. Sure. Sure. Um, it doesn't say. It says high school. It must be the lower end of high school. Okay. So they look very young. So yeah, I mean, we've been bumped by uh, some kids.
1: Yep. And so where did so, you where did you end up? What page?
0: Page five. Heads down. <laughs> green thumbs up. Is the headline. Can I see the page?
1: Have a look. Show me it here. There we go. Okay. Well, I'm going to say you seem like the only one. There's three of you from the community garden in the photo. You seem like the only one who has really thought about what you're going to do in this photo.
0: Yeah, I brought a shovel.
1: (laughs) Zach's brought a shovel and he's standing on the shovel and kind of leaning on it almost as if... I think
0: I look quite farmy.
1: Oh, I was just about to say you you look like one of the press photos for Farmer Wants a Wife. (laughs) That's what you look like. There's someone standing next to you, a guy who's wearing sunglasses. He looks like someone has said to him 10 seconds before the shot, hey, can you stand here for a photo? He's kind of just looking a bit awkwardly at the camera. And there's a woman next to him oh, hang she's, on. what she's did you
0: said? Did you hear exactly what I said to that guy 10 seconds before that? <laughs> because he's not actually a part of the garden. That's a ring-in. And um, his mum is the person next to it. And... He's technically a part of the garden, but more in an admin position. so so
1: one third of this photo, I thought you were trying to organize people to get down for the photo
0: shoot. There <laughs> was some problems with that. <laughs> Uh, the <laughs> vice president just never showed up And okay. never said anything about it I saw him on the weekend They never mentioned it It was very strange I sent him an email that day Saying where it was They said they were going to be there Never showed up Never said anything about it So, so I'm like uh, okay That's weird So
1: alright Let me just get my so, head around then, this then so- And then
0: a few other people Weren't able to make it So it, I, was, I wasn't expecting those people To be there And thank goodness they were Because they really <laughs> helped me out of a pickle <laughs>
1: So you had one woman who's actually kind of in the garden with you and she was No, there. well,
0: she is. She just doesn't do any gardening. Had
1: she shown up for the photo shoot or was she just nearby? No, she
0: had shown up for the photo shoot. Shot. I didn't tell her about it. I got no idea how she found out about it, but okay. I'm very thankful that she came.
1: <laughs> what I love, though, is they, they add some credibility, but really that image projects leader to me, that photo of you. <laughs> That's that, what I
0: was thinking. That
1: should be your presidential. If you run for president, that should absolutely be your campaign shot. 'Cause it looks like you've just been doing some digging. It looks like you're, you know, easily approachable but also very determined on the task. I think that's um that's a great shot. That's can I just see the how much space you got given in the actual story? Did you get a whole okay, page? So this
0: is in the context of the full in the full spread. So that's the photo up there. Yeah.
1: Okay. So you've got a It's
0: pretty good. I'm getting about a quarter of a page there.
1: Yeah, the whole story it looks like gets three quarters of a page. Is that right? And then there's just a couple of ads down the bottom.
0: Yeah, a few ads down the bottom. Is it, good, is uh, it so a good that's story? Some of my, that's some of my photography. You can see there oh, some man. of the other photos I took. I Sent them three to them. Great. And so, is there? A, be-
1: is there? Is, is it a good write-up? You happy with it?
0: Yeah. Well, I wrote it. Remember. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> I right. sent through you know twenty dot points, and yeah. it was basically what the article is. <laughs> sure. Sure.
1: Well, I mean, the I don't want to think the fame's going to your head. Um, are you staying grounded?
0: At the moment, I am. When I went to pick up the paper, mm. um, you know, obviously I I, I I stopped to talk to a few of the people in the cafe just to yeah. I just go, oh, "You guys seen this uh, page five? <laughs> what do you guys think of that <laughs> presidential material?" <laughs> yeah, but I, I am. I've I've just stayed indoors today. Mm. Um, I don't want the paparazzi to, to pat me outside by the garden. I don't want to, you know, I could go down the road to the garden if I wanted to, mm. if I wanted to just, you know, hi. <laughs> hey, guys, yep, it is me. Uh, yeah. It might have seen me this morning. But I don't want the paparazzi to get that shot. I want to control the narrative. That's fair. And so I, I, can't be sure that there's, I can't be sure that there's not paparazzi in the bushes mm. ready to snap me.
1: Well, and I suppose the sidebar of this is you have unintentionally entered a war with a group of 10-year-old netballers. Because well,
0: it's they're, big they're news they're winning at the moment Because they've knocked us off the front page Well, this is my but, point But uh, to be honest, well, let's see the, the, the headline is Spartans set for the courts
1: Yeah, what's the story? Um, How big's
0: the Like, is it a big... The app? local the local high school has recently established a netball team That's actually a pretty big story Yeah, that's and relatively And so I feel sure. like we were probably on the front page the night before it went to the presses Yeah, the lo- yeah. They were probably going past the local school The yeah. driving pass And they go, hang on Are those red bibs down there? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've only ever seen blue netball bibs on that court. Mm. They probably jumped down. They said, what's the scoop? And they go, this is our new netball team. Yeah, And they went, stop the presses. Let me take a photo. You guys are straight <laughs> on the front page of the Spartans.
1: The thing is, though, this is what occurs to me with these sort of, you know, community papers. Is I think, because they're often displayed in cafes. I'd say that's probably the number one way people find them. Maybe in like, they have little stalls where you can pick one yeah, up outside it supermarkets. Was, it was, uh, one
0: of those... Um, you know, like a a newspaper stand.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. My thing is, I think a lot of people, like a lot of people would probably see that, you know, the front page. How many people open it up and flick through? I don't know. I think the front page was really golden material and I'm sad that you guys missed it.
0: I'm just having a... uh bit of a flick through, see some of the other stories. Mm. A lot of them are just about things happening at local schools. Uh, There's a lot of uh, local retirement village type of stuff. Uh, One headline jumps out at me. Who killed Betty Shanks?
1: Hang on.
0: This is dark for a community paper? Yeah, certainly. Because it's like next to Club Community (laughs) Reunite.
1: Is this actually a murder investigation?
0: I don't don't, don't, (laughs) know. (laughs) <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's it's an
1: update from the uh, local historical society. Oh, this is... I think this is like a true crime podcast, an unsolved crime from 100 oh, years ago or something.
0: Here we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a historical event. An old crime it, that never got solved. the subject of uh, books and films over the years.
1: Fascinating, right. So, the As of today,
0: a $50,000 reward remains in place for any person who has information about what happened. Okay. Can is, I say? Uh, 60, 70 years ago.
1: If this was like a it's, a. it's
0: a dark turn, isn't it?
1: It's a really dark turn. That $50,000 reward does sound like the start of a movie, though, doesn't it? You and I finding out
0: about that and launching into an investigation. I'm just reading the first paragraph. If they go into details about what happened, it's pretty dark. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but okay. then. The, if at the end, the yeah. last paragraph says, don't forget, um, you know, the Local Historical Society, Inc has just reopened, you're most welcome to drop in and have a cuppa. So it starts with the description of quite a gruesome gruesome murder and it ends with drop in and have a cuppa.
1: Well, it's light and shade,
0: isn't it? It's light and shade. They take us on a journey. (laughs) They really
1: do. Did any advertisers get on that page beneath the heavy story?
0: Uh, yeah, an early education learning. <laughs> okay, well, so,
1: I don't know how they do it. Mean, that's, the that's,
0: that's what I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about <laughs> who, <laughs> who killed Betty.
1: That is dark. So, okay, a surprise. Pick it's up a your surprise. pick up your local community paper. Find out about the new netball team. Hear about Zach's community garden and delve into a cold case. Solve <laughs> a
0: murder. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if local. Uh, I wonder if local like uh, historic societies are uh, um, mm. kind of. You know, leaning into the true crime thing.
1: Yeah, you would think that would be probably a a fair chance for them. Because you probably have a whole heap of these stories everywhere you go. And you could lean into that because that's a big thing at the moment. We'll make this the big unsolved crime mystery. Brilliant.
0: Maybe that's where this podcast could dovetail. Yeah. That's where all the clicks are. That's where all the listens are. Well, we don't have a crime though. Yeah, maybe we could take up this one. That's what I'm saying. Oh, we can take
1: that particular... I thought you were saying something happening on our podcast. Look, we can work with that. Has there
0: been, and I'm sure there has been, I guess it's... Has there been a show Mm. about someone, like obviously a fictitious show, but someone who does a murder and then they do a true crime podcast about the murder that they did?
1: Uh, I'm not sure, but I'm worried that you thought of that. Why? Cuz it sounds like that's an idea that's just hits
0: you. Well, I thought that's what you were going to. No, no. No, but what I'm obviously <laughs> talking about it fictitiously, right. so it would be like it'd be a you know, like a Netflix show about someone who has a true crime podcast,
1: yeah, but they right. don't
0: have any crimes to report on. <laughs> yeah, that's... So they do them themselves. It's kind of it doesn't isn't Dexter a little bit like that?
1: I don't think Dexter's like that. No. I haven't I only right. seen a bit of Dexter, but I'm pretty sure Dexter is like a A vigilante who basically hunts down the bad guys and oh, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, I don't. What you just pitched though is a great premise, and um, look whether we can get the uh,
0: reason I'm happy to say it is because I'm sure that someone else has thought of it, and because it seems like a really obvious idea. But
1: even if they haven't, I'm not sure if Netflix would go for it. But if they don't, you could pitch it at the local paper, and you could write a fiction (laughs) column. You know what I mean? Like, I think I there was is...
0: actually this close to pitching a gardening column at the, at the person the other day, but I thought let's not overcommit myself. Well, I, I thought I don't want to commit to it. I, I don't know what twenty twenty one is going to bring.
1: I reckon I should get to talk to my dad because I think they'd love to have a poetry page. Don't you think? It's the sort of paper that would have a poetry page.
0: Dick's picks, <laughs> Richard's uh, picks of poetry.
1: That's um. I don't think we've ever brought that that comment on the podcast before, but then because my dad's name is Richard, and sometimes people will abbreviate Richard to Dick, we did. Uh, did. We go through a phase where we would send each other a picture of my dad and say it's a dick pic. Is that something we
0: did? No, I thought the idea was he'd be on the show reviewing movies, oh, telling right. us which ones to watch. Dick pics, <laughs> and they <there'll> would be <laughs> dick pics. <laughs>
1: Now, can I just say why the Today Show haven't done that with Richard Wilkins is beyond me. It's one of those things where they're sitting on a goldmine. It's ready to go.
0: And <laughs> well, I because think- I think the show's on at six in the morning. <laughs> <and> <laughs> the play on words is a bit too <laughs> adult for that time of day.
1: But Richard Wilkins would lean into it. I think he'd love to do that. And that's, I mean, he does movie reviews already. So it's not far off his um
0: Look at this. What we've area. got in this podcast is a pitch for Netflix. Yeah. A pitch for the Today Show. <laughs> yeah. We're just setting ourselves up for the future here.
1: And a pitch for the Everton Echo?
0: Is yeah. that what it's called? There we go. It was, it was recently the Hills Echo.
1: I just want to, so. just in closing, Zach, before we wrap the podcast up, I want to ask you, when you look back on, on 2020, I want to know what's going to be the headline. Is it going to be that you lived through a pandemic? Is it going to be you had your first child born? Or will it be page five of the local newspaper?
0: The headline, yeah. The headline will be heads down, green thumbs up, <laughs> because I can't do any better than that. I'm not going to try to mess with the greats.
1: And then after down the, this is in your your annual Manda Christmas newsletter that you're about to start. In the last few paragraphs, you'll say, I also had my first baby born this year, and there was a pandemic, but most of it was in community garden.
0: Drop in for a cuppa whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We'll chat to you in a couple of days. Please stay safe. We'll talk to you later. Bye.